welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi here on this weird, snowy, rainy, sleety, windy, crappy uh, Thursday night. I hope you're inside. I hope you're warm. And hope you're here with us in the chat. If you are, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page. If you're a podcaster only, that's cool too. Make sure you're subscribed or following uh, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. That would be incredibly helpful. We would greatly appreciate that. And a small note to those of us who joined, to those of you who joined us on our uh, takeover of the United Center, the CHGO Hawks shirts, the hockey shirts are starting to ship out today. So keep your eye on your email and keep an eye on your actual physical mail, and you should be getting your shirts very, very soon. And I am excited to get that because that is a sweet-ass design. Yes, sir. Yep, I got the sweatshirt coming. I can't wait. I got both. And if you can get you can get yours, by the way, chgolocker.com. And as always, uh, diehards save 20% at all times at CHGO Locker and all of our events. So if you want to become a diehard, all chgo.com to do that because you'd get awesome stuff like the incoming rebuild report which is dropping when tomorrow fellas yes we'll just say tomorrow all right it'll be tomorrow <laughs> it's tomorrow it'll somewhere tomorrow. says kenny chesney um all right well mario uh hard at work last night as the game ended stuck around did some extra work and put together his big board for the trade deadline this is the second version of mario's big board as we are what about two and a half weeks away from the March yes. 3rd NHL trade deadline. And that's what today's show is going to be about. Cause guess what? That's what you all want to talk about. <laughs> so we, who are we to say no? Um, if you got any questions, hit us up in the comments, of course, uh, but let's start it off. Mario, who do you have as number one on the Blackhawks big board? I'm sure it's a very sus- suspenseful uh, yeah. reveal here. Yeah. Look, so I really went back and forth on this um, because for as much as we've talked about Patrick Kane and the issues that are uh, pretty much, I think, very, very clearly hampering him. um, I still have him as number one on the on on our trade board just because there still feels like a a better than not chance that uh, he could get traded. Um, and he's, he kind of still marginally feels like the guy who's going to still get the best return. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, from, from the first iteration of the trade board to this iteration, about two weeks time has passed and a lot's changed in two weeks time. Uh, the, the, the first iteration came out before the NHL all-star break. And at that time it, it said, it felt like, yeah, you know, maybe there's, some some potential lingering issues with with Kane's quote unquote nagging injury, but he's still the top guy from from Chicago. He's still one of the top targets on the market. In the last two weeks, a lot of that has changed. Um, I think that the gap between uh, a guy like Patrick Kane and guys like Max Domi and Jake McCabe, um, that gap has has narrowed as far as who's the top trade target for the Blackhawks, but I still think it is Kane. Um, it's just, it's, you know, since the Tarasenko trade uh, and, and everything that's come out about, you know, what, what Kane has said about, you know, his frustrations with 
seeing that trade happen and and not being able to uh, potentially play for the Rangers, you know, with with them being his his top destination that he would want to go to. Um, I still get I still get the sense that you know there there are going to be teams interested. Um, I just think that that interest is is definitely on the the decline. Um, so it, I, 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 I think there's still uh, value there, um, but I just think the return is not going to be anywhere near what we thought it was going to be even a month ago. Um, so for Blackhawks fans, I say temper your temper your expectations on a return. Um, and you know we've we've talked about it the last two post game shows. Kane is Kane holds all the cards. The ball's in his court. If he wants to be traded, he has to tell Kyle Davidson that. He can't telepathically, uh, you know, make that request. He can't, you know, it can't be apl- uh, implied. He has to go to Kyle Davidson and say, you know what? I've been told by my agent these are teams that are interest that are interested in me. These are the teams that I am interested in out of those teams, and I would like to see what uh, what could be done to get me to one of those teams. He has to do that. If he doesn't, then Kyle Davidson can't you can't force a trade. And he, as Jay, as you point out very very often, you know Davidson sticks to his guns, and he has said uh, that he is not trying to to force Patrick Kane or Jonathan Tays to to waive their no movement clauses if they don't want to. Um, not directly, anyway. <laughs> yeah, not directly. Could be making the team but, as bad as possible to, to maybe nudge them out the door a little bit. But <laughs> sure, sure. But but yeah. So it, it's it's not Davidson saying like, "Damn it, wave your no movement clause." It's 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 on Patrick Kane. So if 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 we come to uh, you know the 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 March fourth game, I think they play the Predators that night. Um, if we come yeah. to that game and Patrick Kane is is on this roster. Uh, you know, there's there's no one to uh, there's no one to point the figure at, but, but but him. If he says he doesn't want to get traded, then 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 that's the reason. If he if he says he wants to be traded, and a deal doesn't get done, I don't think it's for lack of effort by, on Kyle Davidson's part. I think it just might be the market is not what it was, not what it was going to be. Yeah. For what it's worth, Frank Saravalli, who's one of the best in the business uh, for daily face-off when it comes to the trade market, on his big board of overall NHL trades, he still has Patrick King fourth overall, despite everything we've been hearing, despite the injury, despite the will he won't. He still has him number four and the third forward uh, behind Timo Meyer of the San Jose Sharks and Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues. Those are the two guys, only two forwards ahead of him. Jacob Chickren, the defenseman from the Coyotes, who is all but traded, uh, is number two on his big board. So even with all of that, all of the noise, all of the drama, he's still fourth on the big board. There's still going to be interest. Now, is the return going to be as good? Probably not. Um, but as we've stated over and over and over again, the longer he waits, the worse he makes everything for this. Uh, he makes it a harder job for Kyle Davidson. He makes it a harder job for these other GMs who, hey, you could be Don Waddell of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes thinking, man, Patrick Kane would be perfect. He doesn't need to be 100% to be on this team. We already got speedsters up and down the lineup. But I can't sit here and wait till March 3rd to pull the trigger on and hope he picks me as the team he wants to come to. So I'm going to go put all my chips in and get Timo Meyer. 
that those are his waiting affects not just Kyle Davidson, but it affects the entire trade market because there are teams that aren't going to wait around and hope Patrick Kane picks them. Look at the Rangers since July. All we've heard about was the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers. They said, screw it. We're not waiting for this guy anymore. We're going to get Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, and uh, somebody in the comments said something, uh, Darren Pang, uh, Jay Serio put up there, uh, Darren Pang said on, on the, uh, the real Kuiper show, the reason Kane was so devastated, uh, because he had consent to Kyle Davis and thought the deal was in place, but it fell through. I don't know who Darren Pang's talking to. What is that coming from? I don't know. I, that's what I, if I don't know where that quote is but if darren pang made it i want darren pang to pass me whatever the f he's smoking right now because there is no way patrick kane waived his no trade clause to go to the rangers and darren freaking pang is the only person that knows it well i just sent a text to the panger when i saw that from jay serio so i'll let you know if he gets back to me he's usually a pretty There's good no responder way. but yeah i'm i'm sure that was either misheard uh nothing against you jay serio but uh, I'm not saying you misheard. I'm saying Darren Pang may have misunderstood what he was told, um, you know, because yeah. he's the only one saying that. I don't think that's Listen, true. If Scott Powers says Patrick Kane hasn't waived his trade clause yet, then that's the truth, because there's nobody in this town more in tune with the Blackhawks than Scott Powers. And he hasn't said anything. Nobody has said anything. It's not yeah. going to be Darren Pang that breaks this news. All right. Yeah, I mean, he do, he's he got people here, um, of course, but yeah, that would not be, I don't have anything against Darren. He's a super nice guy. I don't either. He does, I just think that for him that, to be the first one to say that, that's why I'm trying to confirm with him whether or not that's what he meant or that's the information he has. And then if he says yes, then we do some more digging. But uh, that would be a, that would be shocking to me. I want to share the quote, by the way, that Frank Saravalli had today on uh, the Daily Faceoff podcast about Patrick Kane. He says, quote, I don't think he's necessarily ruled out any places yet, but I think he's still doing due diligence process on trying to figure out where is a fit. A few places have intrigued him. I have a sneaking suspicion that two, maybe three teams will end up on his list. I think one of them, a real possibility, is the Edmonton Oilers. I think he's intrigued about the idea of the Toronto Maple Leafs, although I think they would have less interest in him. I think if someone like Kane puts you on his list, you probably have to at least consider it. I think I think there are some other ones like that, uh, like with what happens with the Dallas Stars, or what if he uh, says he wants to go to the Colorado Avalanche? You have to at least think about it if Patrick Kane puts you on his list. So okay, uh, I mean, he seems to, to agree that there is still a market for Patrick Kane. And then today, uh, the Athletic published a piece on uh, perfect trade deadline fits in their opinion. And the one they came up with was Patrick Kane goes to the Dallas stars for right wing, Dennis Garyanov, left-handed defenseman prospect, Leon Bischel. And with, and that's with a third team, a third party broker team retaining one and a half million on Kane for a 2023 fourth round pick. So, um, so, so Bischel, Bischel and, and Garyanov, Garyanov no, no for- first round pick coming to the Hawks for that. That's a, that is a guy who is not panned out in Dallas in terms of a, a guy who was kind of a higher prospect, but it sort of fizzled out Gurionov. Uh, and Gurionov and, and Bischel, who I don't know how high he is on the stars list of prospects, but it's not. I think, I think he's one of their top five or six prospects. Okay. Gurionov. I saw a lot of in the AHL and very fast 
has some talent. He's had some success at the NHL level, but he's kind of, you know, digressed a little bit. I mean, I'd want a little more than that, but if that's the best offer, that's the best offer. Yeah, take the best offer. I mean, it's it's disappointing, but you know what? Because, uh, I mean, Dallas is a weird place because they don't have a first-round pick this year. It, it The Rangers have that. So, you know, th- th- we couldn't get a first-round this year from Dallas no matter what. I'd like a little higher than a fourth round. If you give me those two prospects and second or third, it's a little better. But I think from listen, if I read that correctly, the fourth would be going to the team facilitating the one and a half million. Right. That's a, that's, from, a th- that's a throw in. I would assume Dallas would be throwing that in, not the Hawks. So you're yeah. talking getting an NHL ready player, a guy that can put right on the roster and right into your top six. Gary Onoff would be a top six winger here. Um, the idea of like. Yeah. Kurashev and Garyanov on the same line, that's intriguing. You've got two guys who've got speed and playmaking ability that just haven't consistently been able to find the back of the net. And then you'd get a defensive prospect on a team that's full of defensive prospects. So not thrilling, but yeah. listen, at this point, the way this is going down, my expectations are so low, that sounds like a good deal. If you had said Maverick Bork and Gurionov, I'd be I'd be more intrigued. Um, Bichelle's, I mean, he's he's a good prospect. I just like you said, Greg, like adding another defensive prospect. I think is just kind of it's a little, it be, it's it could become redundant uh, with 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 where the Blackhawks are defensively with with prospects. And Bichelle was a pick this year, um, so he's. I mean, he's got time to to kind of go through his development path before getting to the NHL, if he ever if he ever would. Um, so there would be time to kind of wait on him. But um, yeah, I, I think it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't move the needle as much um, for, for for me. But again, I, I think that that is probably the situation the Blackhawks are going to be in with Patrick Kane. Is that you know we're we're going to have trades that you kind of you know trade packages or offers that maybe you just kind of go eh. And and if 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 Kane decides to to waive his his no trade no movement clause and go and that's the best Kyle Davidson can do then that's just the situation that uh, that we that we find ourselves in. All right, we got we're 15 minutes in and we're on still on number one, but just real quick, <laughs> uh, Paul T is in there suggesting the shut Kane down and then re-sign him thing. I think nope. everyone's kind of ready to just move nope. on, tear the bandaid off, and let this thing end yep. one way or another no. this season. Yep, I don't want to do this all again. I don't want to do this again next year. And I don't think Kane wants so, to do it again. And I don't think the Hawks yeah. want to do it again. And I don't think no. the fans want to do it again. No. Everyone is ready to move on. It's if he doesn't get on. traded, that last home game of the year against the Philadelphia Flyers will be his last game with the Blackhawks oh, if fitting. he's still in the lineup. Fitting that yeah. it would be Philly, right? Yep, there you go. Yeah, all right, go. who's number two on your list, not just in general? Who does number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> number two works for Max Domi. Um, yeah, I, he's... He's definitely been uh, as advertised and maybe a little bit better than than advertised for what uh, you know the Blackhawks were maybe expecting to get out of him. He was signed here to be traded, and I have no doubts that that is going to happen. Um, <clears throat> what is interesting is the constant, uh, like, it's not going away uh, 
feelings around the league that Domi wants to stay in Chicago. Now, he doesn't have any trade protection on his one-year, $3 million deal. Um, and I know we, we we say it all the time, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of this. Um, don't fall in love with the idea of trading a guy and signing him the next summer because it rarely ever happens. But it does seem like the potential for that to actually be a reality with Domi uh, is – I, I give that a little bit more credence because that is coming from multiple people. I, I, Elliot Friedman just recently in his 32 thoughts um, written uh, content uh, put that out there. He said the, the, the continued expectation is that Domi de- uh, has a desire to stay in Chicago. Um, he could be traded. And like we've said before, say, you know what, July 1st, uh, you, you, you will be one of the first phone calls we make. Um, so, you know, we appreciate all the work you did this season. We're going to try and get you to the best opportunity to go chase the cup. And, uh, and from then on, you know, if, if he loved his time in Chicago, he, I think the Blackhawks would be fine having him come back. Um, for as, for the outsider perspective on Max Domi before he got here, I think a lot of us all had the same idea of just like, you know what, we're not really sold on this guy. He's a journeyman. Uh, he's never been a, a superstar. Seems like someone who could potentially cause problems. And it's as far as in the locker room and off the ice, seems completely the opposite. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's a guy that uh, if 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 it's if all the the rumors and reports are true that he loves being in Chicago and that he um, would want to stay, uh, if 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 he's fine doing the uh, you know doing the, the the handshake agreement to say hey I'm gonna you know be I'm I won't, I'm fine being traded get me to a contender get the best offer you can and I will uh I will not block Kyle Davidson's number over the summer um I'm fine <laughs> with that and I think you know with, with Luke Richardson that was another in, intriguing uh piece of the puzzle for for Domi to to come to Chicago and and look like he's he had great seasons with Richardson uh, on the coaching staff in Montreal when he was with the Canadians and he's having a great he's having a great year for the uh, expectations of this Blackhawks team. He's having a great year. He's leading the team in points. Um, he's he's kind of solidified himself as like, yes, I can play center in the NHL on a full-time basis. Um, so it's 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 good. I, I, I really do feel like uh, Domi is going to get traded, and I would leave the door open to, uh, you know, kind of break my own rule and be like, yeah, I could see him coming back next summer too. You know, they, with, the, with the cap flexibility they're going to have too, they can say, look, we want you to stay too. We like you. We want you to be here beyond this year. But let's say, you know, you hit free agency July 1st and some team's going to offer you three and a half, four million to come sign there for two years. If you allow us to, tra- well, he doesn't have a choice, but how about we trade you and then bring you back for probably a million more than you're going to get anywhere else? Because the Hawks have the ability to do that. They've got nothing mm-hmm. but cap space. So Max Domi signs a three year, $15 million deal. He's happy he's overpaid. The Hawks are happy they are closer to the cap ceiling, and they've got a guy that wants to be here to transition into the next era of Hawks history. I think it just makes it just makes all the sense in the world. It, it you know, I to trade him and then bring him back, and you could probably I know you can't officially do it, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We'll call yeah. you you know July first and get it done that day. Go about your summer. We're good to go. It's it's the all I got to do is add the date on top of the contract, and you could sign it before we trade you. You know, so right, you know, 
So I think that's, yeah. I really think that that's, um, that, that is, that's an option. It's something that they should certainly consider. Cause like you said, mm-hmm. he's been really good on and off the ice. I I'm eating my words about Max Domi. I had a whole different idea of him before he got to Chicago and he's been really a bright spot. I thought this year. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really good. Uh, Sarah Valley has him 23rd on his big board. Actually the fifth Blackhawk uh, as far as uh, in the rankings go. And and he kind of says what I've been thinking that uh, Domi, I wouldn't expect Domi to be moved until like one of the last guys right before the, you know, the clock hits two o'clock on March 3rd. Cause I think he's going to be the constellation prize for a lot of teams that miss out on some of these bigger players. Like a team that doesn't get Timo Meyer or doesn't get Ron O'Reilly will now be like, well, okay, let's circle back and see what the Blackhawks want for Max Domi. Yeah. Uh, him showing that he could be a very effective center for the whole season. He's been really good at the faceoff dot. Uh, he's been a good facilitator. That ups his trade value, I, I think. Uh, and the fact that for the most part, he's been, you know, he's not been a character problem. He, he's been a great locker room guy. He's, uh, um, you know, he's, yeah, he leads the team in penalty minutes, but it hasn't been like an issue. 34 of those penalty minutes came on those two instigator, you know, uh, penalties he got sticking up for Patrick Kane. So those aren't things that GMs are going to go, oh, he's a a troublemaker. So, um, yeah, I I think Domi gets moved. And then I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I know we say all the time, oh, it never happens where guys come back. But I think Domi is one of those that we could see it. There could be be. that contract in the top desk drawer of Kyle Davidson just waiting to actually make it official, possibly. Um, But I think Max Domi can be really valuable for for a team that needs that that bottom six, that third line center slash winger that you can put on your second power play unit and and can can you know get you that depth scoring you need. You got to be able to 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 roll four lines every night of the Stanley Cup playoffs if you want to win. And Domi is that guy that yeah he's your top line center here, but you know on a team like Car- you know Carolina or the you know whoever. Um, that that wants to be in the mix from the stars. If they can't get Kane, maybe they ask for you know for uh, Max Domi. I almost did it, um, <laughs> and uh, you know he he could be a really effective player if he's done this well playing on the top line for the Hawks this year. Imagine what he could do in the playoffs playing on a third line against bottom six defenders. You know mm-hmm. he could he could be really a sneaky good trade for somebody. Yep, I agree. Uh, you know what else is really good? Uh, Green Ridge Farm meat. I have been cycling through the hams. I started with the Caminito ham, loved it. Then I said, oh, I'm going to try the uh, the honey the honey ham. That was really good. This week I tried the smoked tavern ham. They're all really d- delicious. Get them in your grocer's uh, fridge. But they also want you to know about their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. They're all natural meat sticks and hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. I've been cutting back on carbs lately because I don't want to die at 50. Um, And I've been really relying on the Green Ridge Farm meat sticks as a nice protein-packed, carb-free snack at the end of every night. I feel a little bit hungry. Eat one of those. I'm good to go. They come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you've not tried them yet, do it. They're awesome. They're delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can get them at the refrigerated section of your Costco. You get like 7,000 meat sticks at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Saw mine at the Jules 
and I saw mine at the Waltz the other day. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of those meat sticks in your cart, the meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. 7,000 meat sticks. It's that a little, great. it's less than that. It's like <laughs> eight, it's eight to 10, but it's a lot. Eight. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, worth worth your while. Hey, you know what else is worth your while? A nice game of cornhole. Uh, I know the weather outside is frightful. Does that still apply? Yes. I don't know. Anyways, uh, soon the snow will be gone and uh, everyone in the Chicago and Illinois area will be able to get out into the official spring and uh, get the cornhole boards out. And if you need to get yourself a new set of cornhole boards or your first ever set, then might I suggest Chi Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for the Chicagoland and Illinois area since 2007. Their signature box style designs can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted to your liking. The boards come with built in drink holders because you need them. They are right there in the back of the boards, they come in handy every time you play. Of course, they have the LED lights around the cornhole hole so you can see it light up at night because you're going to need that as well as the games go long into the evenings on those warm summer nights. And of course, on the exterior of the boards, the handles for easy carrying, you're going to need those as well. They are, it's, it's like a Swiss Army knife, this cornhole board of everything that you could ask for and need. Uh, the handles are on the outside there because they are sturdy, handcrafted uh, cornhole boards. They are not flimsy with that uh, fake sawdust kind of <laughs> compressed together that you get at the at the big box stores. No, no, no. These are these are handcrafted, beautifully designed. You mean uh, the they... official wood of CHGO? <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine. Uh, Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, they are veteran-owned and operated, and they also uh, offer local pickups and can ship anywhere. So if you live right down the street and you want to go pick up your cornhole boards, you can do that. Or if you have a friend who loves cornhole uh, as much as you do across the country, they can ship them over there. They make the perfect gift for weddings, uh, all occasions, birthdays, um, just, a, you know, you can get yourself a nice set of uh, St. Patrick's Day themed cornhole boards if you want for your uh, St. Patrick's Day event. I know that's coming up soon. Uh, and of course, corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, uh, then just they're, they're perfect. You got a tailgater or backyard barbecuer in your life, get them a set of Chi-Town custom cornhole boards. Uh, go check out their website, chitowncornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on, on Instagram at Chi-Town custom cornhole boards. You can see all of their fine work and designs and find the cornhole boards that fit your life's needs. All right, who's up next? I don't remember. Who are we at? Three? We're three. Three. Uh, number three is uh, moving up one spot. It's defenseman Jake McCabe. Um, he is everything that every NHL team could ever hope for in a defenseman. Um, and that's that's my person. You like opinion. him? We've heard we've heard the rumors. <laughs> rumor has it. Fan. Yeah. Look, yeah, I, and and the reason I'm I'm putting well, McCabe is going up because someone else is going down. We'll get to him next. Um, but you know, with with McCabe, it's 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 interesting because it's you know Chikrin. And Gavrikov, those seem to be the two guys, as far as defensemen go, that are uh, constantly in the headlines. We've seen both of them scratched for trade purposes. 
Um, I don't think McCabe is going to have that happen. He doesn't seem like someone who would appreciate that. Um, but with Chicker and I understand, I understand why uh, teams would, would want to get him. He's, he's young. He's a very versatile defenseman. He has term. Um, it's all that makes a lot of sense. Gavrikov, I'm like, what is so special about him? Why are the asking price is a first, a third, and a fourth? Woof. Yeah, sure. You can ask for anything you want. That is. I mean, if he if he had two or three years left, okay, maybe. Right, and like, yeah, I I get that he's like two point eight million. So if if a team, you know, if if Columbus wants to hold hold on to some some uh, of that money, that's great. But like. It's to me, this is just like Ben Sherratt all over again. Like just because Ben Sherratt was on the market and people talked about him a lot, he ended up being worth quote unquote worth a first round pick. And I'm like, why? I don't get it with Gavrikov. Um, I, I I look at him compared to McCabe, and I, I and I I will tell you, you have to believe me. I'm taking as many of my biases away as I can when I compare the two. You put him on. You put him on paper. You watch him. I, I just think that McCabe is more effective than Gavrikov. They're both on terrible teams. Um, so I mean, you can't you can't say, well, Gavrikov's getting caved in. McCabe is is playing with Seth Jones. That's the top pair uh, for for the Blackhawks. They have the toughest defensive assignments every night. And Jake McCabe is the only player on this Blackhawks team, which at last check is minus 61 in goal differential. He's the only player on this roster of substance that is a, a that is positive. Like he's not a defensive liability. So you put him on a team that can, you know, already has a decent defensive core around uh, uh, on the roster and has a, a, you know, a team that's just a contender. You put him on a contender and he's a guy that's going to be very effective uh, as a second line or a second pairing defenseman. He can kill penalties. He can move the puck well. Um, he's going to put his body on the line to, to get the job done. Uh, over 100 blocked shots and over 100 hits this season. Um, look, I, I, I think he's, he's a guy that teams can look at if they don't get Chikrin that I think is, is affordable. Um, you're going to have an extra uh, this season, next year, and the year after of $2 million for a guy that's going to play in your top four. Like, I, I don't see the problem with that. And I, I especially on, on uh, a, co- a comparison to Gavrikov, I think he's the better option. Well, so especially to, I think it's going to happen. Look, if the Hawks are going to take half of his salary, too, which is on the table, you're getting this year plus two more of Jake McCabe for two million bucks. Yeah, that is a no brainer. Like, the only thing is, I wonder if people are worried about his back. Because of the because of the surgery he had this offseason, but it had, hasn't been a problem. It hasn't been a problem at all. He hasn't missed yeah. a beat. Uh, he's been better yeah. this year than last. He's he's a totally different guy. And um, if I I wrote about it earlier this week, uh, I'm not trading him for less than a first. If a team's like, we'll give you a second. No, then I'm not moving him. The Hawks don't have to move him. No, they don't. No. So yeah, just McCabe, don't. McCabe has better stats in almost every category than Gabrikov. Way more hits, way more block shots. He's even got more points than Gabrikov, and he gets two more seasons, and uh, McCabe is sixth on on Saravalli's big board, one spot behind Gabrikov, which, I, again, I still don't understand, but 
Servali says that the Blackhawks are getting more calls on McCabe, Lafferty, and Connor Murphy than for Kane and Taves. Obviously, the biggest reason is because Kane and Taves aren't officially on the market. I can believe um, it. Right, but I mean, and as he says, you are not going to find a UFA on the market this summer at a better price than two years for McCabe at two million per. If the Blackhawks retain their salary, that makes him valuable. Guess what? Um, or you're not going to find a better free agent at four million per than Jake no, McCabe. No, so he lists the Kings, Oilers, Penguins, Bruins, and Maple Leafs as just a few of the teams in <laughs> uh, interested in him. And his style of hockey is made for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, the Bruins are also being rumored as the top front runner for uh, Gabrikov as well. So maybe if they miss out on him, they swoop in and, and get McCabe. And uh, we'll see, you know, what uh, what happens there. But it's those extra two years at two million per that makes him attractive. If he was just a rental, and I would say, yeah, there's no way he's getting a first round pick. No, but it's those no. two years at like double league minimum <laughs> he fills a lot and then you don't those teams that need you know that that need defensive help they don't have to spend any more money on the free agent market they can plug other holes with the money they're saving on McCabe than the yeah. seven million they would have had to pay for a free agent in the summer right. yeah Kalen says the penguins first will be perfect since it'll be high teens uh or or, or you know low 20s it's a good point sure um and that's the other thing that that uh, Kyle Davidson needs to do is say, you know, if a team says we're going to give you a first, another team says we're going to give you a first and a fourth, but that first is 15 versus 30. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to make that consideration. So yeah, you have to think about it. Yeah. All right. Next up number four on Mario's big trade board. Well, the last thing I was going to say about oh, McCabe yeah, is he does have a seven team, no trade clause, but that has all but been confirmed by, I think Sarah Valley was the one who had it. Uh, it is six Canadian teams, not including Toronto. Right. So that is interesting. Yeah. So we don't know who the seventh team is, but um, I'm going to guess least Buffalo. Six of them. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess he I, doesn't I mean, want to go back to Buffalo. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he left as a free agent. So if, if he wanted to stick around, he probably could have re-signed there if he wanted to. But um, yeah. chose to keep to wear white breezers. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> who would? Um, okay. Number four is uh, the guy who is moving down, and that is Jonathan Taze. Uh, the only reason he's moving down is because we haven't seen him since the uh, since the All-Star break, and I, th- I it seems very evident uh, league-wide that there is a lot of concern about that. Um, early on, when, uh, you know, when, when we uh, got back to practice right after the All-Star break and, and he, you know, had the, the non-COVID illness, it was, it was booked as the flu. And we expected him back in a day or two. Haven't seen him since. Uh, he's been put on IR. Um, doesn't appear like he's going to join the team before they come back home to play the uh, the, the Maple Leafs again on Sunday. So I don't know. I, I, it's the it, it's definitely uh, you know back of your mind. It creeps a little bit more to the front of your mind with with what he dealt with that caused him to miss the 2021 season. Um, could still be, uh, could still be a factor, and I think that that's going to definitely cause some teams to uh, to to double and, and and triple think about you know what they uh, what they what they look at as options for for, for taste. When he's been fully healthy, he's been okay. You know, he, he had a hot start to the season, um, but but definitely has cooled off. Uh, I he's he's not a guy that could be your number one do it all center anymore. That's very clear. Um, but if as, but if uh, if a team wanted him to be their third line center, 
play a little bit of penalty kill. Um, you know, he's not going to have to play 18, 19 minutes a night. He can play 15 or 16 when you important faceoffs. Like that's, that's very valuable to a contending team. Um, I just think that the health concerns are at coming at the worst time for the, for the Blackhawks and for Taze. If, if, if he desired to be traded, it's uh, it's, it's going to be difficult to, to kind of overcome that he has to, he, if he's going to be traded one, he has to ask to be traded, but two, he also has to get on the ice. Like he yeah. can't, he can't say like, oh, you know what? Like I would like to be traded, activate me from IR, whatever, blah blah blah. Like he's gonna have to get back on the ice to kind of prove around the league that hey, like I'm I'm fine, I I can be back playing. Don't worry, I'm still valuable. All that, like he has to do that, and he's running out of opportunities to do that. Here's what Frank Saravalli had to say about Taves today, again from the Daily Faceoff uh, podcast. He said, "Quote." I don't want to say it's going to be a long shot to trade Jonathan Taze at this point, but that's what it's starting to feel like. He's missed so much time, six games now with this illness. His last game is January 28th today for the record, February 16th. He's not joining this team on the road trip to finish off the trip versus Ottawa. Given the fact that he did miss the entire 2021 season with the long COVID related illness, teams are concerned. I think they were already mildly concerned or had raised an eyebrow about his condition, but geez, there's a team that told me that they believe Jonathan Taves weighs 240 pounds right now. Where's he hiding it? Pre illness. I think that raises some real eyebrows. His play has already deteriorated a little bit. If he's not 100% or won't be, that makes an already difficult situation maybe a little harder to trade. So the weight thing. If we rewind to the preseason, this is something the three of us were told individually by someone that Jonathan Taves came into camp heavy and fat. 240 pounds is Dustin Bufflin sized. I am. I'm going to say that I have stood next to Jonathan Taze. I don't know where he is keeping these 240 pounds because I would nothing would tell me that he is he is over much over 200, maybe in in the 210s, 240. I mean, that yeah, that's like Seabrook. And he's he's nowhere near that. At, at least visually. Yeah, at I least mean, visually. Looking at the guy, not if I he's did... had the flu for 10 days. Well, yeah, he <laughs> doesn't have it anymore. But I will say that seems high. Maybe it's a metric weight. Um, I have noticed when he sits, there's a little bit of a a little bit of a tummy there that we've not seen before from Taves, and I give him the fist bump mentally. Mm, right, sure, buddy. but I mean, you know, one of it us, happens. too many 36. Beats. It happens to us all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but 240 seems Whatever. high. It really does. But the but the out of shape, the conditioning thing has been something we've heard since before the puck even dropped on the season. Sure. So I, I we can't completely dismiss it. I think two forty is excessive. Um, but yeah. I do think he's playing a little heavier than usual. And I think maybe he felt like in years past he was a little too easy to move, a little too light on his skates, and he wants to play a heavier game now. Uh, which yeah. apparently he's doing. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Taze has gone through different you know, fluctuations in, in his playing weight, depending on how he wants to play. And, you know, uh, it's been, it's been visual when, when he was like, I need you to get faster. He looked like a, a slimmer trimmer, Jonathan Taze. And then when it was like, Oh, I'm getting pushed around too much. I have to, he looked, you know, a little bit more, more solid. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is anywhere near 240. Um, 
you know, the, the, the conditioning, I think also can be attributed to the way his body responds. Um, not nowadays, you know, it, it, it might take him, you know, the, the, the gas tank might take an extra little bit of time to get back up to, to full between games. And, um, you know, we've seen him take some maintenance days, uh, this season, which is not too out of the ordinary for a lot of these guys, but you know, for, for, for Taze, um, you know, you, you, you look a little bit more closely at it now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the conditioning, um, with, with, with the, the, what his body went through, it's, it's not surprising that there would be some conditioning concerns, but if he go if he's, if he's healthy, he gets back on the ice, goes to a team, like I said, that he doesn't have to play 18, 19 minutes a night, the conditioning becomes maybe a little bit less of a concern if he's only playing 15 or 16 couple comments I want to get to regarding Taves. First, Anna, who I don't think I've seen in the chat before. Welcome, Anna. She says, people with autoimmune conditions uh, have compromised immune systems, thus resulting in getting over a virus and even the common cold much longer than a healthy person. Yeah, that's true. Sure. And look, like, like we said this a couple, maybe it was last night, maybe two nights ago. Even if it's not an effect of this, like Frank Saravalli said, teams are looking at this like the guy has missed almost a month with the flu. And it makes me think, is this guy going to retire? Like after, after, after having this sort of an experience recovering from a common illness, like the flu, if that's indeed yeah. what it was, he's got to be looking at himself saying, why am I even doing this anymore? I don't get the sense that he's going to retire because he says, I don't want to. Um, I could see, you know, if he doesn't get traded, um, maybe he signs a one year deal with the team in the summer and just kind of plays it year by year, just how he feels physically. But I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to retire after this year. If he does, uh, that's, that's, that's his decision. And, you know, you, you want to say that you want these professional athletes to look out for themselves and their health. So if he comes to that decision, then that's, you know, you, you, you say, thank you for, for everything you did in your career. Um, but I would be surprised if he did. Uh, and Huggy Bear says he would love to see Taves re-sign a three-year, $4 million deal. And I think an offer like that might solve his stress concerns. He doesn't want to leave. No. I nope. I don't. You can talk me into Kane for another year or two. I'm ready to move on from Taves. Like, what does that yeah. do for you? Because you say, Nothing. like, everyone's talking about, like, a couple nights ago, like, oh, he brings leadership. They bring. No. No. Not really. This team still sucks. Like, you know what I mean? They're not willing them to victory. Patrick Kane showed zero leadership in the game against the, the uh, Leafs in the game the night before uh, they, they did against Montreal. It's just that is something that fans overblow. I think it is time to move on. I think it's time to move on from both, but especially Jonathan Taves. Yep, I agree. I think there's there's avenues in which that they, they both could come back and sign deals to retire as Blackhawks. But I think a lot has to go into it. And part of it has to be, you guys got to accept lesser roles. Like you have to, you would have to accept not, I mean, obviously not contractually, but like they would have to be under the assumption, like, you know what, very soon, if not next season, this team is no longer the Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane show. It's moving on. You can be a part of it. You can, you can hang around, you can chase records. You can only play with one team for your career. Um, you can, you know, be a presence in the locker room to, to, sh you know, show these young guys the way, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But it would have to come with like, you guys are no longer uh, the, the poster boys, which I don't think would happen. 
right i've yeah i'm done i'm good I, yeah I'm, I'm i'm ready i'm not interested in any of that i'm ready to move on and um you know if, if taves wants to get his trade value anywhere he's got to play again and and be productive and uh you know as far as the retirement thing i think he's a guy whose head and heart wants him to play a million years wants him to be Yarmir yager <laughs> but i think his body it's might be telling him hey buddy might be time to to think of something else and and he can he'll he's he seems like a smart guy he seems like a guy who you know loves the off the ice uh intricacies of of hockey whatever he wants to do i think he's going to have the opportunity to do it post-career whether it's in or out of the sport i would think once he wants to get back into hockey whether it's right after retirement or take a few years off whatever i think he'll be able to find his way Yep. Yeah. Let it, let him go. Let him go play a final season in Winnipeg because everybody wants to play in their hometown. <laughs> sure. Yep. You can only play for your hometown. That's right. That's true. All right. What do we got next? Uh, we are at number five. Yes. Right. Uh, number five. I have Sam Lafferty uh, because where there's smoke, there's usually fire, and the smoke surrounding Sam Lafferty has uh, definitely increased over the last couple of weeks. Um, I I'm on the fence of if he gets dealt for the fact that it seems like the asking price is going to be relatively high for what you would expect for Sam Lafferty. Um, but I think that's what the Blackhawks have to do. Uh, if there are teams that are going to be sniffing around uh, some of these, some of these guys that are, um, you know, thought of as like, Oh, well, you swung and missed on X, Y, Z. So now we're down to guys like Sam Lafferty. You're going to have to make it worth, worth their while because uh, as, as we've said before, Jay, I know you've, you've, uh, hammered the point home in your in your Blackhawks beat pieces before. Um, you you don't have to just trade guys just to get whatever you can for them. There's there's no necessity in trading Sam Lafferty unless the reported asking price of a second round pick or equivalent prospect uh, would be available. Um, unless that's going to be met, you keep Sam Lafferty because he's a guy that Kyle Davidson brought in one for one for Alex Nylander and congratulations to Alex Nylander on being an AHL all-star, but he has played zero games in the NHL since being traded for Sam Lafferty and Sam Lafferty was, was extended uh, at $1.15 million. He's, he's not wasted money whatsoever. And he's a guy that plays the, the, the way that Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson want the Blackhawks uh, identity to be. So, Unless you are blown away by a deal for Sam Lafferty, uh, there's no reason to get rid of him. I do think there's going to be teams that that want to uh, want to see what they can what they can uh, have to give up for him. He plays a style of of hockey that can translate pretty well to the playoffs. He's high energy, high motor. Uh, Ninety nine times out of a hundred, he's going to be noticeable on a shift. Um, so I think he's a guy on a contender that could play in a, in a third or fourth line role, um, bring some energy, bring some speed, bring some uh, some tenacity, and, and teams definitely value that uh, this time of year. Yeah, I think the question you have to ask yourself with him and a lot of these guys we're going to get to here quickly before we wrap up is what are the odds of this draft pick being a better player than the guy we're trading? And mm -hmm. I, they're asking for a second. I think they're, I think they'll get a second because there's so much interest in him. And like we said, all, all, all the time around, you know, this time of year, teams get crazy and they do crazy things out of desperation. So I think you'll get a second. If you don't, you don't, right? Because what are the odds right. that a third round pick you make, even in a pretty deep draft, 
is going to turn out to be as good of a player as Sam Lafferty. That's a risk. That's not a sure thing. It's not yeah. a first. It's not an early second. That's a third round pick. And those are pretty, you know, you're getting to like coin toss territory in that point. Um, so, you know, that's why I just don't think these guys who have more years under contracts, you should be in no rush to move them just because, but if a team's going to blow you away, by all means, blow yep. me away. Oh, Kyle Davidson has all the leverage in a Sam Lafferty trade negotiation because he doesn't have to trade him. So, the reported act is a second round pick. You don't get it. You, you hold on to him and you have a real nice player for next season. Yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Easy. All right. On to you can number... get a second round pick for him next year. <laughs> on to number six. We should probably rifle through these because we only have a few minutes left. So you have eight players on the list here. Why don't yeah. we just go through them? Boom, 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 real quick here. Number six, I believe, is Andreas Athanasiu. Yep. Uh, he is on the same. Uh, he was he was brought here for the same reasons Max Domi was uh, to be flipped at this time of year. Um, he hasn't had the impact that Domi has had, but he's still a guy who you know who he is. He's he's very fast. Uh, he's very aggressive with the puck. Um, he does have some hands, uh, to, you know, some some creative uh, ability offensively, but uh, his finishing has never been his best part of his game. So he's a guy that can can you know burn a lot of players. It's just what does he do when he gets behind them? Um, if you get uh, if you get decent value for Andres Thanasiu, that's great. Um, I don't think he needs to just be shopped for nothing. Um, maybe he's a guy that if he's not traded because the, the the deal's not worth it, maybe he's a guy that comes back on a on a two three year deal at two three million dollars. Like I don't have a problem with that, um, but I think he I think there's definitely going to be interest in him. Um, if, if again, you know, you don't want to set the set the bar too high to where it's like, oh, every phone gets hung up. Um, but if you can get a third round pick for him, oh, I take I'm, that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. And you know, I know we're saying, mm-hmm. I, I just said, what are the odds it's a better player? The difference is, this is the last year of the deal. So if we were talking about Sam Lafferty potentially hitting for agency and getting nothing in return, okay, talk to me about a third or a fourth, which mm-hmm. is the case with a Tennessee. That's not the case with Lafferty. If, if someone's giving me a third or a fourth for a fantasy, I take it and run because like, you yeah. could always bring him back. Yeah, or you or you could find a guy that can play, you know, can play that way, play his minutes, and and not have to, you know, not have to worry too much about you know making sure he's in the top six or anything like that. Yeah. Like you can find a guy that that can play like that. I saw he said it was an honor to play for the organization today, which is cool. That's nice to hear. You know, yeah. guys do like, I know it, it seem, doesn't seem that way, but guys still want to play in Chicago. Regar- I know it's not as appealing as it was during the dynasty, but if you're a player that the organization deems important, boy, do they take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up is number seven is Connor Murphy. Uh, Connor Murphy. Connor, Connor Murphy uh, or as I like to call him, Jake McCabe light. Yeah. Um, Great value. Jake McCabe. Yeah, it's it, he's got more term. Uh, he's got an extra year than McCabe does at just 0.4 million uh, more per per uh, per year. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of chatter around Murphy, uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if if it comes out of nowhere that hey Murphy's been traded and McCabe doesn't. Like I I could see that happen. Um, I think again, you know, Connor Murphy, because of the affordability of his deal, because of the way he plays, because of the term that's on his deal, like you're gonna you're gonna want to make it worth your while because the Blackhawks don't have to trade him, uh, and he brings he he's a guy that you know 
on the flip side of talking about, you know, good in the locker room, good leader, he's a guy that that fits that mold. Like mm-hmm. he's a guy that is, uh, you know, a, a really good example of if I have young players coming in, young defensemen, especially like the Blackhawks have, um, I want them hanging around Connor Murphy uh, and and learning the ropes of what it what it means to be like a true professional in the NHL. Um, there's a reason he's part of the leadership group, and um, if he's not traded, I'm I'm completely fine with uh, with Murphy being on this team because there's 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 role there's roles that he fills on and off the ice. If Kane and Taves are gone, and he stays, that if they choose to have a captain next year, that could be the guy. Yeah, it could be. Like he checks all the boxes. Yeah. You know, he's not a superstar, but captains don't have to be superstars all the time. No. Um, and Nate says Murphy's had a healthier career than McCabe, correct? Not necessarily. Murphy's had like mm-hmm. a lot of recurring and nagging back injuries. McCabe had back surgery, but it hasn't been like a chronic thing for him. McCabe has had bigger injuries, but McCabe yeah. is McCabe or Murphy has had kind of the nagging things that don't really seem to go away or get better as your career goes on. He's also had some concussion issues, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the comparison of Murphy is just uh, not as good. McCabe is very valid, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but I, I don't know. It's weird. There just seems like there's no chatter on Murphy. I don't get it, that. I think it, I think it was, it was more intense at the beginning of the year. And I think it's cooled off as the season's going on. And yeah. it's it honestly at the beginning of the year, I would have thought Murphy and McCabe would have been like this. Like Murphy had a higher chance. It's definitely shifted for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, who's Mr. Irrelevant? Third Tiger, year uh, might be a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. The, yeah, I mean, it, you could you, you definitely look at it both ways. Like mm-hmm. that is a longer term, and some teams might not want to be locked in that long. But for a cost-controlled guy who can consistently play in your top six and, and be effective for three years, like you know, if it, the biggest if is if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, it's worth it. Well, I just saw today. Like, here's a good example. You're a team that you think you're pretty close to being pretty good again, and you want to bring in some veterans that can help solidify things. I see Detroit signs Oli Mata today. Resign it was, I think it's a two-year deal. Two-year, three million Why per. wouldn't Detroit try to si- trade for Connor Murphy? To me, that makes all the sense in the world because that's a team that theoretically should be taking that next step into the playoffs and really in, and their window is starting to crack open again a little bit. Connor Murphy makes is a hell of a lot more intriguing to me than Oli Mata. I mean, the Hawks traded for Oli Mata and people laughed in her faces. Now Steve Eiserman does it. And it's like, what a brilliant move. Well, Mata wasn't bad when he was here. I agree with you, but people freaked out. Like, like it was the dumbest move in the history of hockey. Yeah. You know, didn't Oli Mata lead the, didn't Oli Mata lead the team in points during that bubble playoff series or he was up there. He had <laughs> a couple yeah, of goals. Yeah. I remember he that. Had, he had a, uh, yeah, he, he, he turned it on. Yeah. So. Um, wh- one thing that I will say about Murphy uh, that that, that kind of goes to the point that, that you guys bring up um, that I thought was interesting uh, today. I saw, uh, I believe it was Bruce, uh, Bruce Garriock with, um, I think he's with, I can't remember who he's with. Yeah. I know he covers Ottawa. I can't remember what the public yeah, Ottawa son. I think it is. Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. He said that the senators were looking to add a defenseman and, Maybe Murphy. Mur- uh, okay, no. if do you want Connor Murphy? Like, like I'm, you know, that would be. I think that would be interesting because the, I don't know the intricacies of the Senators all that all that well. But if you're looking to add a defenseman as a team that is going nowhere, 
Um, why not take a guy who's cost control for three years and is a proven NHL veteran? Like, could the Senators not- be like the Devils? Remember the Devils for a couple years in a row were like they're going to be the team that really takes a big jump this year, and it, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Then you didn't hear about them, and then this year, boom, big jump for the Devils. Ottawa's been that team with a well, they kind of won the offseason two years in a row. Um, and they have had not had the success. Is that a team that could be poised to take a step next year? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We, I, we yeah, thought I mean, they were gonna you, do that this year. Yeah, and if you don't right. have to bring cat next year. Well, Dorian said they're not trading him. Okay, so, but and he, and he that says, doesn't guarantee that you sign him. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't Which know. has got to be scary to Dorian. It's, 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 who shared his fake phone call of the trade ask, on Twitter. Ask that. Columbus how, <laughs> yeah, the uh, trading Temi Panarin worked out for them. Yeah, not well. Not well. All right, let's go. Let's uh, let's get to Mister Irrelevant here. Who you got last on your list, Mister Irrelevant? Um, it, the first iteration it was Alex Stalock, um, but as we kind of uh, talked about last night with everything that's happened with him, um injury wise and you know the the ocular dysfunction he is uh currently dealing with that's kept him off the ice um i took him off the board because he's not getting he's not going anywhere uh but i i did throw on a name that uh i've seen you know mentioned a, a few times in our chat over the last few weeks um and a guy that i think is is playing well and i don't you know we've we've said we've said on the show before like hey we don't really talk about him all that much taylor radish i think he's 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 a guy that is barely above league minimum when it comes to his cap hit. Uh, he's signed through next season. Um, he's proven that he can he can be a, 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 a you know decent NHL middle middle six uh, scoring option. He doesn't jump off the page, but I think for a team that you know might be looking for you know something something on at, at, uh, on the bargain bin. If they could go to the, they could go to Davidson and the Blackhawks and say, "Hey, tell us, tell us what it would take to get a guy like Taylor Radish." I think that that is a guy that might be a very dark horse move. But I, I, I think if, if if a team is willing to to come forward and and offer you something of of consequence for Taylor Radish, you you definitely uh, entertain that option. I was thinking about this when I read uh, the piece this morning, Mario, uh, and you can do it too at lchgo.com. Um, I wonder if the league has caught on to what Radish is doing here. The Hawks are really on a, the pay no mind list for the league, as they should be. They're terrible. The only thing anyone cares about is the trades. Fine. Understandable. So I think Radish has really flown under the radar this year. If let's, let's imagine here, if Kane and Taves are gone and if the Hawks get counter Bedard or Adam Fantilli and Taylor Radish is your top line winger with one of those guys, he's going to get a lot more exposure Next season, he'll probably have a bigger output because he's going to have more and more, you know, more minutes and more important minutes uh, with better players. I really think that you could see him make an even bigger jump next year. And then you've got a guy making close to league minimum as an unrestricted free agent heading into the deadline. Maybe he's got more value if he's out there on a bigger stage, you know, because I don't know if the league has really noticed what Taylor Radish has done. Yeah. Well, he's on uh, he's on RFA status after after. Oh, right. uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Which I mean, hey, better, there you, yeah. go. you You yeah. have his rights. Yeah, that's 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 even better. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if his role gets a if, if he's put more into the spotlight uh, next year or at the end of this season um, heading into next year. So, yeah, I, I, I think he's a guy worth um, 
listening to offers on if if there are phone calls made. Did I say McDavid? Everyone's saying Connor Bedard. I might have said the wrong name. <laughs> Neither did I, happy you said Connor Bedard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I say Connor McKnight. R- Radish too. is a yeah, Radish is not a guy I'm shopping because um, you got to have somebody playing. And as you said, Jay, he could be a valuable player uh, coming up. But if somebody calls me and gives me way more than what he's worth, I take it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I just think that you can you can afford to be pay, like we talked about with Lafferty and, and on and on and on. You can afford to be a little bit patient. But if someone's going to get dumb, by all means, get dumb. It sounds awesome. All right, we are out of time, believe it or not. And before we wrap up, we want to remind everybody that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. Sign up and use that code CHGO. They've got the NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlays, Major League Baseball right around the corner. I think there's like spring training games next week. Let's go. I'm ready. Uh, I need to get my uh, my 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 winnings rekindled. I got to start betting against the Hawks to score first again. <laughs> I got to check back on that bet because that was free money for a long time for us. Uh, and remember, you download that app getting right back now. There. What's that? It says getting back there. They, yeah. they've given up the first uh, quite a few times lately. Yeah, nine seconds it took you last night. That's I'll bet that. <laughs> Can you bet uh, odds to give up a goal in the first thirty seconds? That'd be fun. Could get my bank back quickly that way. (laughs) Anyway, download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See these show notes for details. And no matter who gets traded before the March 3rd or third deadline, there are only three home games left for the Blackhawks. So if there's a certain player you want to see for possibly one last time, my advice to you is head to Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You can buy the seat that you want to sit in, whether it's behind the glass, behind the benches, 200 level, 300 level, wherever you want to sit, Game Time makes it possible and they also have the biggest last minute price drops on the seats you thought you could never buy you will not find a better deal on blackhawks tickets this season and just in case one of those imitation sites out there has a lower price listed let game time know and they will match it guarantees the lowest price and if you love chgo then you'll love game time and the best way to support all of us here is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description if you're watching live on youtube scroll down smash that giant thumbs up for us please and thank you and then you'll see that link right under there and if you're listening on any other podcast format you'll catch the link to blackhawk tickets right there in the description so please click on that and come say hi to us. Well, you can we can come walk up to section the top of section three nineteen and say hello, and we'll very awkwardly say hello right back to you, <laughs> and uh, join over fifteen million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. That game on March second, which could be the last game for many Blackhawks, eleven dollars on Game Time right now, and that's Oof. against the Dallas Stars. So maybe Patrick King gets traded to the Stars before then. Oof. And you can go right. see them there. How would that? How would that feel? Oof. They they play their their last two games before the deadline are at home against Vegas and Dallas. Yep, that's interesting. There's definitely a chance. All right, we are going to be back with you uh, tomorrow night 
after Hawks and Senators. Uh, about what is six o'clock or six thirty tomorrow, fellas? Top of my head, I don't know. It's in the six o'clock hour. Six. Yeah, so we'll I be, think it's six. Yeah, so we're, what we got on the other night, like around right around nine, nine ish, we should be on. So as soon as the game ends, we'll be there. Make sure you join us there uh, in the post game show because we love doing them and we've got a bonus uh, spin on the tank yeah. wheel tomorrow. So you're not going to want to miss that show. And one Pro- final prospectwatcher.com. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue as much as Tankathon. No. But it serves the same purpose. Uh, and reminder CHGO is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. We're going to wrap things up for Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. I'm Jay Zawaski. Thanks to Joey for running the show today. We appreciate you, buddy. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.